My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You guys, Matt made homemade beef jerky in the smoker, and it's so fucking spicy. My mouth is on fire. Why I chose to shove a bunch of beef jerky in my face before I recorded this episode is beyond me. Actually, it's not because I was actually really hungry. (laughs) I've been recording podcast episodes all afternoon, and I'm on fire because this last conversation blew my mind, warmed my heart, and just made me so incredibly grateful for the online space. You know, one of the things I talk about is when you set your intention and desiring what you want and what you want your business outcome to be and what you want your life to be, you need to start to set the intention to attract people who are signs of like what you want, right? These are sometimes called expanders or attractors or supporters and finding somebody who's doing what you're doing, you can look at them and say, oh, they're doing that? It's actually possible for me too. One of the things I did this year was set the intention to receive circles of friends who were safe and supportive loving and also inspiring and like kicking ass in what they're doing in life. And it was so crazy because I remember I set this intention of like, I want sisterhood this year, 2019. I want to build more deeper connections with women who just get it. And like the minute I set that intention, somehow this beautiful soul, Taylor Simpson and I connected and we've jammed out a couple of times just for fun. And then randomly, our last conversation, we were like, you know what? We should record some episodes. Like, wouldn't it be so fun to jam out? And she has a podcast too. You can go follow her. We put the link to her show in the comments of our podcast today. And she jumped on mine. I jumped on hers. We had some fun. We we laughed. We celebrated. We shared our victories. We opened our hearts. And it was just so fucking fun. So if you do not know who Taylor Simpson is, Taylor Simpson is a mindset coach teaching women how to manifest and attract their desires. She started out with a, uh, an actual um, fitness business in the beginning, which was so funny. Actually, I'm stumbling on my words because I'm like pulling up her Instagram while I'm talking to you guys. Her episodes on her podcast, A Tailored Adventure to Happiness, are incredible. She has over 200,000 downloads on that show, and I super encourage you to go check it out because she brings on a bunch of beautiful women on that show talking about their passions in life, their visions, their dreams, their desires, and the journey of becoming yourself and finding true, true happiness in your life, which is such a reflection of what she's been through. In this episode of the Badass Business Podcast, Taylor Simpson talks about 
so much of her journey into entrepreneurship and finding her true calling and passion, which was to teach women how to manifest and attract their desires by letting go of those old stories and limiting beliefs. Taylor, in her fitness journey, stepped into her truth and sharing who she was on Instagram. And I love this story because it's such a reminder of letting your path unfold. She's created beautiful success in the online space And that all happened because she surrendered the need to control and she just let the next step show up. And along the way, she's had beautiful breakthroughs, beautiful breathtaking moments worth celebrating. And I'm so excited to share this episode with you on the Badass Business Podcast. So if if you uh, are still in that moment of like, hey, I love Taylor, I want to just give you her handle really quickly. It's I am Taylor Simpson. Just like The Simpsons. It's so funny she says that every time. But I am Taylor Simpson. Go check her out. And if you love today's episode, please screenshot it, share it on your IG stories, and tag both of us to let us know that this episode was something that you loved, which I know you totally will love it. Anyway, enjoy this episode of the show, and I will talk to you guys soon. This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Eliz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. This episode of the Badass Business Podcast is sponsored by Crickets to Clients. You know, you guys, it is a hard-hitting struggle of being an entrepreneur. Finding clients can feel tough. And I remember when I started my journey, I felt like I was showing up every day on my Facebook and my Instagram and my website, and I was talking to no one. And this was really hard for me. I felt like I couldn't find clients and I didn't have a strategy. So I spent about nine months figuring that out, and today the strategy that I use has allowed my whole entire business to explode in the online space. And that method and that strategy that I use to get me there is all outlined for you in our Crickets to Clients promotion. Crickets to Clients is a beautiful training. It runs you about two hours, and it's seven bucks, you guys, and it shows you how to go from crickets to clients. It is simple, it is seamless, and it's easy and it's seven fucking dollars. I mean, you can't get a better deal than that. Literally everything I outline in that program is the step-by-step of how I grew my tribe to our beautiful, beautiful 5,000 that we've reached. And beyond that, over the last couple of years, it's allowed me to grow my email list effectively and bring my Instagram following up. Crickets to Clients has changed the game for me. And so I wanted to share this with all of you. To find out more information about our Crickets to Clients training, you can go to badassbusinessbabe.com slash crickets, or you can click the link in the show notes. That's badassbusinessbabe.com slash crickets. Yeah, so our podcasting styles are a little bit, the only difference is they're like so identical. The only difference is we just like jump into a conversation and be like, hey, what's up? Let's start this now. I like it. I like it. You know, like, I am, I just have to share this with you. I'm on such a high from our previous conversation. I feel like this was such a good idea to do them back to back. Yes. Like, our but that way you're like, you, you're in your flow. There's no point. You'd be like, okay, I'll see you in a few. Like, it's just like, just run with it. Like, oh. yeah, no, that I, I love kind of, I, I've, this is probably only like the, like the second time I've done this, but it's nice we to just it, like, really? 
Yeah, the back to back thing. Um, oh, I was yeah, like, this is back. the second time you've been interviewed. You're amazing. Oh God, no, no, no. <laughs> like, what? like, uh, no, doing back to back. Good. You're so funny. Yeah, no. Like that's not humanly possible. Like, no. I know Taylor. That's not how this yeah. works. <laughs> I actually always have a goal of what am I what am I at right now? I have a goal of being interviewed five times a month. So I've been like, oh my god, that is such a. Do you set goals like that every month? Um, for podcasting, it's always like a flat five, just because I don't have to. Like it's like that's like five hours, so it's yeah. kind of like once like one hour a week. I usually dedicate to doing um doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone else asks or is like, okay, like if it's like a thirty minute one, I could kind of do it. But yeah, five is like always my. And if I if no one's reached out, I'll usually reach out to someone that I really love their message and kind of do like a collaboration like this. Yes. But yeah, it's always like always a minimum of five. I love that. What else is on your goal list? Can you share with um, me? Yeah, so I do. Curious. So if I, I have um. A financial goal, um, how many people I want in whatever that launch is, volunteering one time, and then a new habit, like going to yoga once a week. Oh my God, I love it. Is that stuff you set for the new year? No, just for each month. So each month I have a financial, um, like if I have a launch, right now I'm having my, my business launch. Financial business launch filling, volunteer always volunteering. How many times I volunteer a month? Like that's a non-negotiable for me. How many podcasts I'll be on, and then the new habit I want to instill every month. I update that. I love, love, love that. It's so cool. Like that's where conversation is just naturally kicking off because we're having this whole talk around how to set your intentions to align with the version of yourself that you want to be, and all of these elements of mindset and money mindset especially are so connected to like being goal oriented, right? And like picking the things. So I would love to know, like before we like, well, let's just like rip it open now, but like, (laughs) I'd love to know from you the journey of like being somebody who's now such an advocate and voice for money mindset. Like where did that passion start for you? Yeah, for me, it's to heal my old, uh, my old money wounds. So for me, my my money story was never the way it is right now. As we, you know, as we are as humans, we evolve. So my old story was, you know, you have to work forty hours a week to make a lot of money. You can't make money doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched my mother, which I was just telling Lauren. Uh, I watched my mother cut coupons growing up, and I still can't believe that hysterical because she um, well other people need to know this too like yeah. she grew up in a wealthy home and her well, mom yeah yeah so yeah I grew up like in a you know we like we one to five never needed or wanted anything had a like a nice big home um in the mountains no neighbors but like so it's like I didn't have any other houses or families to compare to because we had lived on like 80 acres in the middle of butt fuck nowhere oh, um so yeah so like I literally was a mountain girl um, were you homeschooled no, no, we, we, like, we drove into school, like, 30 minutes away. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just, I didn't, I think that's also why I didn't realize, because we lived in a, in the middle of nowhere, so there wasn't, like, everyone had their own big homes, but tucked away, um, so it was, it was like that, it wasn't, there was no keeping up with the Joneses, in other words. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so I grew up with, um, in that environment, had no idea. My mom cut coupons at the grocery store everywhere. We never buy anything on sale. And verbally would be like, it's not on sale. We'll buy it when it's on sale. Um, Mm -hmm. My Lucky Charms versus store brand. She would never buy the store brand Lucky Charms. Cheez-Its, because hello, the store brands of Cheez-Its is actually taste different. It does. It so does. Yeah. It's like cardboard. And she's like, Mm -hmm. get over it. And we're like, 
this is disgusting. Like, just don't even get the cheese it. The cheese nips. The cheese nips. Remember they were yeah. called. Oh my god, the fact that I remember that. Clearly, I'm still traumatized. Um, oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Um. So I watched her do this, and she every day, like, whenever she'd buy clothes for herself, and she was she was the first um female VP at a very um, big corporation. So she wow. like, had, like she had to dress nice, but she still would buy like dress clothes oh. that weren't like. Or she'd buy like investment pieces like once a year, but then like never spoil herself and buy anything like just for the fuck of buying something. So like, what did you learn from seeing that as a kid? Yeah. So I would see this and think, okay, like, you know, you should only buy things that are on sale. And if it's not on sale, you don't really need it. You're not worthy of that. That's not going to bring you happiness. Like Mm. just get it what's on sale and be on with your merry way. So I continued um, to think like this uh, up into college. And then I got my first credit card. Thanks, college hounders <laughs> they have like a like a table set up like sign over a credit card oh like, my god sure yeah so i racked up thousands of dollars and because like you know it's money free money let's just do this i do the same thing yeah right uh live and learn and so i was just buying like i went into like scarcity mode because like oh my gosh i have my own money for the first time my own money <laughs> um it's funny and so for the first time in my life and we're just buying random stuff i mean just clothes and like every weekend i go out to get an out going out outfit um from charlotte Russe. And yes <laughs> oh my god i did that every day holy crap oh, I love we are it. the same that is totally so- same human same human. And so I was just spending crazy and, and, but I would still only buy things. I would go shopping, but they were all things on sale. So it's still sticking to the rule of only buys on sale. So I'd buy like 30 of the same things if I was on sale, but it would be equal to one investment thing. So I didn't understand that. So I'm going through this, um, and a real reality hit when I realized how much I was in debt and had to get my shit together by just not spending, which I was like mortified. Did your mom find out? I feel like your mom was devastated. Yeah, she did. She was just like, my parents- What did I teach you? Yeah. Well, my parents are very like understanding. Thank God. They're not like, um, yeah, like it was just kind of like, you're, you're an idiot. (laughs) Didn't have to pay that back. Um, so so, because she didn't understand her, her, she grew up by parents who, my grandparents lived in the Great Depression. So she grew up right. being modeled scarcity to AT. Like she grew yeah. up on a farm, like they lived off their land. Wow. Um, so I can't blame her for what she taught me. Um, so yeah, so I was going through this, this motion and I got to a place in my life where I was at my nine to five and just like, I couldn't get ahead. I would make money and then spend it, make money, pay off a credit card, spend it. It was just, I could never build up savings. I could never go on like the trips, the big, big trips that I wanted to go on because I didn't have the money to do it because I just bought a bunch of random shit the week before, um, right when I got a paycheck. So that's when I realized, okay, I see these people living their lives. They have, you know, they're investing all of this What in the world. Like well, I need to, I need to get my shit together. So that's when I, I tapped into just that, that in that in that moment too, I was diving into self-development for the first time, really understanding um, mindset. I was dead asleep before that, having no self-awareness whatsoever. Do you know what the self-development world was? So dove into that and was like totally woken and been like, oh, fuck. It's one, it's not about me. Like, so we need to stop like buying shit for myself just for the fuck of buying shit for myself. Um, there's, a, there's a time to do that but I, I had to learn how to make it about others, how to serve and make myself feel good versus buying things to make myself feel good. So yeah. when I made that, oh, that flip of, I can make money, but I need to make sure I give energy away first in a very loving way, in a supportive way, 
knowing that. So when I made that that click, I was like, okay, I, I think I'm getting it. So then I was introduced to the law of attraction and manifestation and the vortex and Esther and Jerry Hicks and all that. And my mind was blown and I went down the rabbit hole. I'm very much a, once I like get my eyes on an idea that just like lights my soul up, yeah. it's just like, bye everyone. I'm going to be gone for 10 years learning. See you about later. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come and help you when I'm done learning about this. And so I, I just soaked it all up and began applying the tools like immediately began flipping my script of, you know, I, I deserve this item that brings me joy. I deserve that because I am worthy. So my worthy meter was like, dead flat prior. I did not think I was worthy of nice things, worthy of making money, worthy of saving money. I didn't think any of that. And so I had to work on my worthiness. I had to work on how I was going to show up every single day to serve the world without expectations, even though I knew that the universe would take care of me after I served. Um, and while I was then, I, while I'm doing this, it's actually how it led to me creating my, my first business. My first online business is, is surveys. I created an Instagram account, a fitness Instagram account to share my fun gym outfits, uh, neon, all that, because that was my fashions, my personal like, way I showed it. Wait, so that sparked after you started falling down yeah. the rabbit hole? For- wow, yeah, that's yeah, because- really cool. Yeah, because I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know what to do with my hands. So I was just like living my, robotically, um, going through the day-to-day thing, doing the things everyone else expected me to do uh, and how I was supposed to show up. And so, yeah, once I had that spark of, oh, my God, I can create my reality. This is cool. Let me do something that makes me feel good. And that was just like showing my gym outfits and my fashion. I had like a little fashion blog too, a nine-to-five fashion blog, like just a selfie in the mirror. Let's be oh real. It was like, oh my God. My, I was like, like my little frame. I look back at it now. I'm like, oh my Lord. Have mercy. Wait, you still have it? Oh, uh, I, yes. Um, I think it's still, yeah, it still exists. It's called like, I like my fashion tailored. I think I like, my oh, that's clothes, clever. Right. It's something I like my fashion or clothes tailored dot blogspot or dot com. Or something. Oh know. my God. Blogspot. That was my entryway too. Oh yeah. It was a blog. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. And, okay. So you started serving. Yeah. So doing, I started, like, I started all the things. Serving, yep. Create the Instagram account just to share my outfits. Like that was my way of serving was making people happy with my neon outfits. That's it. And then that quickly turned into, um, people were like, Oh my gosh, where'd you get your shorts? And it made me feel good to tell them where I got my shorts. But then they asked, Oh my gosh, how's your body changing? I gave them what I was doing with my workouts. And that led to, hey, can I pay you to create workouts for me? Because I don't like, right? And so I created a blog. Um, Tailored Fitness was, which was the start of like literally my first online business. Again, while I'm at my nine to five and doing the work on myself, um, making sure I'm like, oh, I'm my own guinea pig. Yeah. And so that, that blog then turned into a full force website that had, long story short, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, challenges, all of that, all out of because it made me feel really good to provide things to people um, that was going to help them that I enjoyed doing because I was working out. Why not create programs? Uh, And then receiving abundance from it. And that was my first time. Oh, you can do what you love. You can put out energy and receive money for it. It's not, and it's going to keep going. It's going to keep, like, I, I, I lost that sense of scarcity because I kept just doing what felt good. And I was like, oh, okay, so tomorrow I'll do what I feel good and I'll probably make some money doing it. And the next day, and it just kept getting bigger and growing and growing um, and then morphing into what it is now due to continuously going towards what felt good to me. I, I now tailored fitness is self-run, just download programs, that sort of thing, um, yeah. which now has bled into what I currently do is mindset and online business coaching. Again, all because I was just going with 
what felt good to me and what I knew was going to allow me to give, give the most of my value and light to my community. There's so many lessons there in your story for so many of our listeners. And I love the, the depth you went into explaining how yeah, all of that, these beautiful pieces, all, they just connect, oh right? Like mm-hmm. mind blowing to me how the minute number one, if you really reflect on this, the minute you decided to really honor yourself and do inner work, that's where yeah. all of this started to show up, right? Literally. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yes. And then that other component of like, the more I follow my bliss, the more the next steps will start to show up and appear. So like, what for you were some of your victory moments as a new entrepreneur following the steps and doing all of the things? What were like your two or three most favorite moments of the early days? Oh my gosh. Um, love that question. So, so when I was doing fitness, um, I, I, I kind of tapped in the fitness online space about halfway before it got really big. Um, so in this area, I became somewhat like known um, at gyms. Like people would come up and be like, oh my God, I follow you. I like my fitness tailored. That was my handle back then. Yeah. And like every like grocery store, like it was just like in this area. Um, I'm not sure like how that happened, how they like, I don't know, I had a lot of people in DC that That's worked so cool. out. Right. Um, so that was really, that was my that was my first experience of, oh my God, I'm really making an impact. Like these people are actually paying attention to what I'm putting out. Like, that's awesome. And then, so I created, um, and then that's come up next for like my, like all of my first year. Um, I put together boot camp. So all my boot camps back then, um, were all like you, you pay $20 and I donated it to the humane society and I'd have a DJ there and have booths set up. My very first one I was like, well, I don't really know, um, if people are going to come, like I made like a janky flyer, like on like not even Canva, Canva didn't even exist. It was like, I think an app on my phone for Christ's sake. Oh like, my God. Right? And I posted it on my feed, uh, before IG stories existed. And so I posted it and like 50 people came. Holy so, crap. I, yeah. Like I'll just show you pictures of it. Cause it's hysterical. Like I was like, like I had my little pink outfit, um, a little ripped abs, which like, I don't have ripped abs anywhere. I'm just like healthy. <laughs> and so like, just like little like fitness bunny. And so 50 people came and they, it was just so much fun. I had like, a banner with like my name on it. And so that's my first like taste of like, oh my gosh, people are really connecting again with what I'm putting out. So that continued to light my fire to keep showing up, to keep showing up, um, knowing that people are being, uh, taking the time out of their day to come and work out with me. Like that, that's pretty fucking cool. So in the beginning, those two things are really my first, like, oh my gosh, I'm onto something. <laughs> yes. Did you ever feel like, as you started to grow your following and your audience, did you ever feel resistance around certain things that you felt called to talk about, but you were like, I don't know if people are going to like this. or like, I don't know if someone's going to judge me for this. Did that ever come up for you? Yeah. Well, that kind of came up actually for me um, when I did my transition from fitness mm. to mindfulness. So I'm a, I, I'm, I'm pretty like I do whatever side comes out of my mouth, comes out of my mouth. Uh, that's gratitude, grateful to have that kind of approach. Like if someone doesn't like something, I'm just like, yeah. I, I dealt enough with bullying and all of that growing up and people going against everything I said. Like I got to the place where I was just like, I spent 12 years listening to everyone else's opinions. Yeah. So, but when I made my transition from fitness to, um, to mindfulness and just like stop talking about fitness, 
I did, I was fearful that people weren't going to like stay with me, that they weren't mm-hmm. going to really hear me out because, because a lot of those people that started with me in fitness, they were still kind of like, um, dealing with some body dysmorphia and eating disorders. I, I did bodybuilding. And so it's like, I, I did extreme, um, stuff to my body. Um, and they got in a healthy way and have a high metabolism. Um, but just because I have the body that I do, people that followed me didn't have that high metabolism and they were falling into traps. So when I made this transition, I was fearful that they wouldn't open their eyes and mind to understand the message that I'm about to like deliver them. So I had to really just have faith that if it's their time that they need to hear that message, they'll hear it. And if they unfollow me because they just don't connect with that, maybe the future when they're ready, they'll reconnect. Um, so yeah, that, that for me was like a, a really big, like that rebranding. I had to just rip off the bandaid and share. Yeah. How did you know? Cause it's such a, what I really honor and love about you. It's such a light was that it was successful, right? Like mm-hmm. your business prior to shifting into manifestation and the beautiful work you do now, you didn't leave because it was failing. You left because you found and felt a deeper calling to step more into your truth. So for anybody out there, that's such a gift of lesson. And I'd love to know from you, how did you know that that download and idea was the right one? And like, what did you feel and how long did it take you to make that decision? Yeah. So it, it took a little bit. It sounds like it's kind of like a, it was a quick thing when I finally pulled the trigger, but it, I, I probably mulled over it for like two or three months. Um, yeah. I was finding resistance to post, like to videotape my workouts. I'd always like go in and videotape my workouts and I was, I was like, I didn't want to go to the gym. I loved going to the gym. All of a sudden I like was like, and I, it didn't make sense. Like the universe keeps throwing stuff in your face, um, being like, you're, you're, you're feeling pain for a reason, pay the fuck attention. Yes. So I guess feeling resistant to go to the gym, didn't want to record, um, was like just eating mindlessly and feeling uncomfortable in my body. Like I was trying to pretty much like hide behind food. Um, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, well, if I'm not like ripped, like I don't have to post videos, but that's like, so not a truth. Yeah. Right. So I'm telling myself these things subconsciously unaware at the time, but I look back now and I'm like, my Lord of mercy, you're like, I was self-sabotaging, hoping that I didn't have to make the transition, that it would just kind of like dissolve. I was like, literally like trying to like fail my business and my business kept growing. I'm like, no. Um, so it was that, that moment of, of realizing when I did have the, the click of, okay, I'm resisting these things. Um, I need to know, I, I need to realize if I want to feel good and to stop hiding behind food, I'm a recovering binge eater. So like, it's just like, I've been, thank God, you know, really good for the past probably three years now. Um, but that at that time I was heavy into it. So it was hard to, to really grasp what was going on. Um, so I made, made that, made that realization that I was self-sabotaging and said, okay, I can still honor tailored fitness and that fitness part of me, but it doesn't have to be me. I was making it my identity and like, like anyone cared, like everyone's got their own problems. I was making it more about me, like the old version of myself than it needed to be done. So yeah, I just realized, okay, if I want to stop doing these habits and stop like be feeling miserable for no reason, I had to rip the bandaid off. And what makes me feel good to talk about mindfulness, limiting beliefs, blocks that just lights that lit me up at the time. So that's when I said, okay, I've got to release that ed- fitness identity, make it its own thing, but I can delegate it out and put all of my energy now into what lights me up. And the second I made that switch in my head and then made the changes in my branding, um, you know, 
income tripled. I felt good. My body went back to normal, like over freaking night. I didn't have digestion issues. I loved going to the gym again. I mean, it was within like a day. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. But there's such power to following your truth, right? A hundred percent. Like I would have continued to be like unhappy, having digestion issues, um, blocking people that I could have like, could were supposed to meet. Like if I hadn't made that transition, I wouldn't have met you. Like it's like, yeah. you know, right. Like we don't honor ourselves. We have no idea what we're missing. So when I look at you, Taylor, I see somebody who is so confident and glowing and just so centered in who she is. But a lot of what you've been sharing, there's been this journey of self-worth for you, right? And like even even the, the work now that you get to do with people around money mindset, like can you talk a little bit about your journey of worthiness and yeah. later on how that's transitioned and healed for you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I still have stories come up about unworthiness. Uh, they still creep in to this day. So no one is perfect. I, yeah, it's like, I, I, I it's like probably maybe once a week, the unworthiness kind of comes in. It's like, who are you to be doing this? Who are you to like spend that money on that thing? Like, right. Um, mm. So the unworthiness for me really stemmed from from when I went to a brand new school, like I was saying in the beginning, um, and people were making fun of my outfit and I immediately felt unworthy and kept being told I'm too much, you're too much. And so that, that, the unworthiness was so, I never allowed myself to heal from it. And it was so deep in my soul, uh, that it continued into everything, into the money, into the relationships. I got into a marriage that I, that was just amazing, man, you know, easy, easy parted ways. Um, but I was worthy. I wasn't holding my worth up where I was supposed to be. I wasn't being treated the way I was supposed to be treated, um, and et cetera. So being able to understand and realize, oh my gosh, I am so worthy. And I, for years, I would tell myself how ugly I was, and I'm not worthy of a, a good-looking man. I'm not worthy of you know, a conscious man. I'm not worthy of making thousands and thousands of dollars. Like That was just a story I kept telling myself. And then I realized I'd see people living their truth, making money and, and, and really like loving life. I'm like, wait a minute, they're no different than me. Like they are, they, you know, yeah. bleed and poop just like me. Like they're no different. So what makes me think, why am I holding myself on a high pedestal against separating myself um, and, and pretending like I can't have what they have in my own unique way. And so when I realized okay, I'm no different than them. And they are beautiful in their own way. And I'm beautiful in my own way. And I'm unique in my own way. Um, and, and once I realized that, I applied that in every area of my life. Uh, I applied that in things that I invested in myself. Um, I was worthy of spending a certain amount of money on coaches. I was worthy of, you know, putting my health first. I was worthy of buying stuff that wasn't on fucking sale. Um, I was worthy of finally buying designer bags and shoes that we're never going to go on sale. Um, so it bled into emotional stuff, but also physical stuff, um, things that just brought me extra, extra joy. So it's really, and then, you know, it, kind of bleeding into now it's, yeah, it's really, really seen that I am worthy of like the next level. Like I recently just joined a, a Chris Harder's mastermind and Yay. you know, it was, it was a really big investment. And I kept thinking, I was like, you know, like before we even had, had the, the interview with him, I knew I was going to sign up no matter like what the cost was. He was like your were, dream coach, right? Like you knew you were always going to work with well, Lori, Lori and Chris, right? Actually, exactly. I mean, I literally manifested the fuck out of that. So like, I mean, like, I, 
that's like a whole other story. Like, I mean, manifest manifestation at its finest. Yeah. Uh, that was a thing that I saw myself doing visually saw myself doing. Uh, and so I, I did, I was like, Oh my gosh, like who am I to think I could be in a mastermind? I'm worthy enough with these like huge heavy hitters. And then thank God my husband is like, knows me well. And he's like, you're undervaluing yourself right now, aren't you in your head? I'm like, shut up. No, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. Like, you're just as worthy. You make just as much money as them. Like, you're worthy of being there. You have value. So I still have those. I had those moments um, leading up to just that. And that was just like, you know, a month ago. Uh, so it's, it's snapping out, but I, the gap is smaller. Now when I catch myself, I feel it in my gut. Um, I'm like, if I feel it, I got kind of mind body. Like if I feel it in my chest, that means I'm feeling abundant. If I'm feeling it in my gut, that means I'm feeling like lack, heavy, unworthy. So I pr- quickly realized, oh my gosh, no, like, you are just as badass as everyone else on the fucking planet. And they're just as badass as you on the, on the planet. Um, so I quickly brought it up to my chest and realized, you know, I am worthy of this. I'm worthy of investing in myself. I'm worthy of growing. So it's just constantly reminding yourself when you feel those lack thoughts. Like, I love to say, just like, get over yourself. Like, it's not about you. We are giving, when we think that we aren't worthy, we are keeping a gift from the world. Like, flat out. Yeah. So unworthiness, shifting from that conversation and just going deeper into the beautiful work you get to do, manifesting money, receiving money, this is like your main mission now. So what are some of the reasons why people don't receive money? Why is it hard for some people to manifest their desires? What is blocking people most days? Oh, such a good question. Um, The first thing that I, I always like to say is there's 99% 99% of people who get into manifestation um, will achieve what they want. But then there's the 1% that are going, they're going to be all in, read all the fucking books, do all the fucking things, but they won't manifest what they desire. And the thing that they are missing is they're knowing it's going to come. So if people are in that process of manifestation and you consume all the things, you apply the tools, you tell yourself this, but then there's a 1% doubt in you that things that won't happen, it's not going to happen. That we've got to visualize ourselves in it. We've got to see ourselves doing the things and just release the win, release the how, release all of that, the bullshit from now until then, and just know that that future you is going to meet the current you eventually with all of the abundance that you desire waiting for you. Oh my God, I love that. So that's just like one way. So powerful. So manifesting money in business, especially, how do we hold space for the vision of what we really want, what we really desire, but also at the same time, how do we have the patience to say, Hey, I don't know how this is necessarily going to happen, or I don't know how quickly this is going to come to me. And there's some pressure around money, right? So like, what are your thoughts and opinions on that? Oh, I love that. So so one, when you feel those, uh, especially, yeah, we, we're, we're dependent on like people signing up for our things and like, we don't have like someone be like, Hey, here's your paycheck. So yes, like that is like being an entrepreneur is the ultimate test to lack or abundance mindset. So when we are feeling that, that, that lack around there and it's end of the month and we're like, Oh my God, we haven't hit our goals. What in the world? Tell yourself, if if there's a point where you have to get, you have to surrender. You have to surrender to that constant every month fear. Um, Am I going to hit my goal? Am I going to make enough? But when you surrender and and look back and think, but did I make enough money last month to pay my bills and live? Yes. The month before, 
Did I make enough money to pay my bills and live? Yes. So what makes you think that this month you're not going to be able to pay your bills and live? Like if you focus on just that, just in this moment versus, oh my God, how am I going to make money next month or the next month? Like unless you're a future teller and you can predict what's going to happen, release that. The moment you learn to just surrender and know that if you keep showing up in your authenticity and who you are and giving value and being creative, like the world is your fucking oyster. Like you could make up a program out of thin air if you wanted to, if you weren't hitting your goals, but yeah. just have faith in yourself and the, the value that you bring and that the universe truly is going to support you, but you have to surrender first. So it's really a surrendering moment and looking back knowing, okay, I'm not living in a box. I got a roof over my head. And also no one's paying attention to like your financial success. Sometimes we think like everyone else is paying attention. Like they'll know if I don't hit my goal. They'll know if I don't like, it's like, and then we put pressure on ourselves yes. to, to hit goals. And it's like, they're living, they're worried about their own income and their own fucking lives. Like they do not care Oh what your goal is like, they, like, like they'll care for you are speaking to my soul right now. Oh my God. Like, it's just like, it boggles my mind. Like it's, it's so release the pressure, release the comparison and just like do your fucking thing. And if you do your fucking thing, money is going to come like period. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, oh my God. I cannot tell you. Like I put so much pressure on myself this recent launch because we declared to reach a very big number compared to what we've ever reached before. And in the back of my head, I was like, well, what if everybody sees me not hit this number? Like, what will that mean for me as a business coach? And I had to catch that and be like, oh, fuck yeah. you. Like, who gives a shit? Like, okay. it doesn't matter. You know, what I wanted to ask you too, I hear from you as we've done the recorded episode for your show, which everybody has to go check out. And then this episode there's this like overwhelming theme of service for you. Like hearing your outfits on social media, that was like, yes, that made you happy, but it was also about like lighting people up. And when yeah. you saw all of those people who came to your very first event, you were like, wow, these people are receiving my message versus like, oh, look how famous I am, right? <laughs> and the volunteer work that you do, how did you, were you always like this, this person of service or have you shifted yeah. into that over the years? Yeah, um, it kind of it's ebbed and flowed. So uh, growing up, we did that was like in our like routine. So I grew up in a family that because my parents like again didn't know we had the money, and that's like they were like very like they did that. Um, it didn't do an acknowledgement for it. They just did it. So we'd go on vacations. We didn't take we didn't take the normal vacations. Um, we would go to we go to Europe for four months, but for you know the to the first of the the first we go to a new country the first week we'd be volunteering. We'd be at soup kitchens. We'd be giving, we'd be, we oh, would not be on fucking amazing. vacation. We would be volunteering. And we loved it as kids. We were like, it just became a normal. We, you know, Nicaragua, Mexico, like all these places for vacation. But at, for the first, first week, it was all about volunteering in the community that we were about to stay in. Did so you that, ever ask your mom, like why they did that? Um, well, my, so my, it was my, definitely my mom's, um, my mom's thing. So my granddad is like, he was a, he's a World War II vet. He's the most giving person. Like other people say that, like my, my granddaddy is the most giving person you could possibly imagine. Uh, so she sees that he, she got it from him. Um, he's my favorite human in the entire world. Um, but yeah, she, and I get it from him as well. Yeah. Like he's just, he, he was a mail driver after the war and would deliver calves, like cows, why he would like he see a, a cow being born why he's delivering mail hop out deliver the cow he would oh my god take people's refrigerators and put it like he was just 
just so so yeah my mom saw my granddad doing this so that's a hundred so you guys would go like to a beautiful foreign country and then you would like serve the first week yes and then we'd go to vacation and then so that was just it was it was just part of what we did. I didn't know any different. I didn't like, I thought it was weird when people like there would go on like vacations and like the beach. And I'm like, we don't like the beach. What? Like there's ocean city. Like what? Like I didn't clueless. Um, like, cause again, middle of, we live in the middle of nowhere. So we didn't have really much to compare to. Uh, and so that was, that truly was just bored. I mean, that's where they, when I, you know, age five, mm-hmm. I wanted, I, I saw myself in Africa. I saw myself volunteering. Um, and I've now since done that. Uh, and so, but then when I went to high school and college and just got consumed with myself and my ego and, and just internalized everything and what was me and the world's yeah. out to get me and all the drugs and alcohol and all that, I stopped doing the service thing. And that's obviously a lot to why I was unhappy, why I got into an unhappy marriage, why I got into a job that didn't fulfill me because I was, it was all about me. Um, it didn't seem like it from the outside. On the outside, it looked like I was like, like just had my life together. Um, but inside, I was like, me, me, me. Like it was just ridiculous, which, you know, yeah, led to shopping addictions and um, just, just being ridiculous. And so that's when I had, when I, when I had that shift and created the Instagram and, and that was my first reintroduction back into service. Um, and that's when I committed to volunteering uh, multiple times a month to donating to organizations, to making sure that I give, you know, 10% or whatever percent I feel like that month to a charity. And, and all my boot camps have always been a donation. I've never made money off any boot camp I've ever wow. run. Um, yeah. And so going back into that, it just like, it just, that shit just lights me up and I'm going to be in the process of starting a nonprofit this year. Um, so it's just oh like, yeah, goodness. like, it's just like, it's, it is 100%. Like that's one of my main whys for making millions of dollars is to be able to, you know, own a home in Africa, where the school is that I build to be able to own a home. Like I want to be able to effortlessly afford to be able to, um, to do the things I want to do that allow me to give back. Like that is 100% like goosebump. Why? I have a passion to make millions of dollars like that. (laughs) Do you think that's a passion that everybody can tap into or do you think that's something? Yeah. Yes. Because we, we are born to get, we are born to receive and we are born to get like, it is our human nature to want to be, we all want to be heard, seen, understood like period. And the moment, and if we want to receive those, we have to give them. So if you want more, if you want to be seen more, you want to be heard more on Instagram, you want to be heard more. If you feel like you're, the, the business you're in is maybe saturated, it's probably because you're not giving enough. Yeah. It's because no one's, you're not coming from a place of giving, 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 which means people hear you. They see you. Um, they want to know you. They want to, they want more of what you're giving, which means eventually finances, but a hundred percent. It's just, it's flipping the script of, um, looking at it as like this, like, you know, some people like altruistic, like, oh, you know, to be a good person, to get back. That's not who I am. Like, I'm not, I'm a good person to volunteer. Like, yeah. so I'm a good person. Like, no, it's just like in my bones. I can't help but to want to do it. You don't have to like go and volunteer to be a good person, but in order just to feel it will, I like challenge people just this month, go to volunteer. I think it's yeah, volunteer.org and just go volunteer somewhere like once a month. We'll and put that in the show notes so everybody can check yeah, it out. Yeah. It's like, like you just put your city in and it gives you all the volunteer opportunities in your city and you wow. sign up and you go like from soup kitchens to retire. Like, like I go to retirement communities and just like hang out with old people and talk. Oh my God, that's um, so fun. Like just anything. I want to do that. It's amazing, right? I love, I'm like obsessed with old people. Let's be real. Um, they're my favorite. They're so wise. <laughs> I like, I have like the creepy obsession. My husband's like, you're so weird. Like, you're no, so no, no. Weird. I'm the same way. Matt's, I don't have any grandfather alive anymore. And Matt's grandfather is 89. And I, I, he's like my new favorite person. He's a papa. 
We call him Papa. And I'm just like, Papa, what? tell me about your life. He tells the best stories oh, and everything yeah. is so funny and he's yes. so cute. They're the best. It, it just, it makes you, when you give back, it just makes you feel fucking good. Like when yeah. you give, like when you give a compliment to someone, it makes you feel good. When you hold the door open for someone, it makes you feel good. Like what makes you think if you just go out for one hour, once a month and like give back at a high volume, you don't have to give money. You will feel so good, which means you will show up as a different person. You will show up as a higher version of yourself, which means abundance you'll will flow to you. Yeah. You'll like, end up manifesting everything that you want. Yes. You'll be able to put more energy in your business, which means yeah people are feeling like it's just like giving back will literally elevate your vibrations quicker than like anything else yeah so not to go too in depth to what you teach because it's not like we want to take all of your beautiful content and put it into a podcast episode for everybody but manifestation and teaching people how to let go of the limiting beliefs that they have around money what are like three things that you would recommend everybody start to do or look at or reflect on even if it's a journal entry that would allow someone who's feeling a little bit blocked, so to speak, to start to tap in a little bit better. Yes. Uh, so the first one, I like to always go backwards um, before you get to the fun stuff and manifesting, is is what were those stories that you saw modeled by your parents? It didn't have to be verbal. So get out a journal and just write down um, what 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 they said. Uh, did they say money doesn't grow on trees? They did. Did you see your your dad working, you know, three jobs and just barely getting by? Did you see your mom cutting coupons? Maybe she didn't say what she was doing, but you saw her saving money. What, I mean, just brain dump the fuck out of everything you could possibly cut that comes up. Um, there's no such thing as too much. And then you're going to take on the other side. You're going to flip those. You're going to say, okay, so um, you, you, the statement of you have to work three jobs to simply get by or to make a lot of money. Your new statement, one, is ask yourself, is that true? Or is that just something I was modeled? Just something I was modeled. So let's. Let's kind of brush that aside. Now let's flip the script. Let's say, what is your new, what is your new vision? Um, I, can, I can work four hours a week and be incredibly successful. That's your new story. So you have to conscious, so go, I mean, it's tedious. Go through every single one of those. Ask, is it true or not? 100% half the time, they're not. Um, not 100% half the time, 100% they're not. Toss it out, flip them with what your new story is, and then every single day go through that list again, rewriting your subconscious mind. Think I I am a person who makes a lot of money effortlessly. I don't I am a person who is able to buy full price. Um just start telling yourself your new stories and you can even take as far as visualization. So putting a list of all of those, um, even write them down if you want. Put them then um cut them up put them in a basket and like burn them or put them in a basket visually and let the basket float away and your old stories floating up away with a balloon. Like uh, these are all things. If you're a visual person, you can see it. If you're like a tangible, I have to burn that shit up, do it that way. But it's really making sure that you release those old stories that you saw as a child because they are what is your truth quotes right now. Um, So the moment you start doing that and choosing to rewrite your subconscious mind, because your subconscious mind is a puppy dog. It wants to serve you. It is, it's a computer. So it's, it holds everything that you've ever thought of, you've ever done, any past experiences. And it wants to keep making sure that life is easy, easy for you, quote, um, by serving up what you last remembered quickly. That way you don't have to go looking for new stories. It's just like, oh, this story, yep, here it is right here. So you want to, get rid of because you can you can just like a computer you can clean house and bring in new information and the puppy dog wants to please you so if you bring in those new stories 
and continuously tell yourself those new stories, your subconscious is like, yeah, yeah, that is right. Yep. Or let me, let me start looking for situations that, that confirm that statement mm -hmm. to be true, which means that's how you end up in the coffee shop and hear someone saying that they need this type of job to be done for their business. And you're like, I do that shit. And they're like, here's a thousand dollars. What's up? Like that, that's, <laughs> those are never like coincidence. Like the word coincidence is not a thing. It's because you decided what your new story is, how you want to show up and got started to get rid of your old stories by bringing in those new ones. Um, so that's just, that's like a five in one right there. Um, but it's I just, I love it multiple different things all about your childhood stories. Um, so your, your second one is writing down your visions. So your vision, when it comes to improving your money mindset, um, you, you got to figure out what, like where you're, where you're going with your money. What do you want to spend your money on? And this is a really crazy thing I see a lot of women do is they write down their visions and they don't feel lit up afterwards. They don't feel like happy. They're just like, so those are the visions yeah. that I've been like, because then they realize Oh my God, all those visions are for everyone else. Yes. And oh my God, I see this all the time. Yes. This everyone is, else. Oh, everyone else. This, this happened in the, the masterclass that just went through. Half the ladies were like, is this normal that I shouldn't be excited? I was like, tell me more. Uh, and, <laughs> and this is, I knew what would happen. And so they had to delete it all or erase it all and do the whole thing back over, allowing them to focus on what their visions are because we cannot attract money if we're going after someone else's visions. Yeah. So what, what your one year vision down, your three year, your five year, and have fun with it. Don't overthink it. Don't be like, well, technically that's not realistic. Like knock that shit off. Put down all of your visions. Know that you're going to get to them, but that way you have a reason why you're you want to attract money and where it's gonna go. Money's energy, it needs to know where it's gonna go. Like it just needs to know, hey, if I give you this, where are you gonna put it? And then lastly, um, is the highlighter theory. Here we go. This is my favorite, like, my I've never heard that before. This one. Um, I, I had, it was like a download one morning, like a meditation. And every time I share this one, it's kind of my favorite one to share. It's like, I need to like, literally like put a box around it and be like, no one fucking use my highlighter theory. <laughs> you got to trademark that shit. Right. And like, so no one else teach this listeners. Um, so get out. So write down, um, the, the perfect version of you, the future abundant version of you, how to, from the morning she wakes, so the second she wakes up before she goes to bed, how does she think when she wakes up? What does the, the floor look like when she steps on it? How does she eat her breakfast? How does she think about herself? How does she think about money? I mean, be obnoxiously detailed. Does she stretch for 10 minutes after she meditates? Like, like all the things so then you're gonna after you write it up type it up or write it up whatever it should be like like two or three pages uh but this, this is going to be a game changer so two highlighters a yellow and a pink so you're going to go through at the end of the, the beginning of every week and highlight the things that you currently do right now in yellow if that's you stretch for 10 minutes go ahead and highlight that so you, you're now covered, okay, I do all these things. Those are going to be a lot of blank things that are not highlighted. Mm. That's where you're going to bring the pink highlighter out after you do the ones that you already do. And that one, you just do the first time. This is the beginning of the week one. Pink one, you pick three things that aren't highlighted. Three things that aren't highlighted that you don't currently do. Just three. Don't, don't jump off the deep end and do 10 because it just does not going to work. Do three things. It could be as small as um, the future me. Uh, you know, pays my mother's mortgage, whatever that is. But you could make that, okay, I want to, you could bring that down to, I want to be able to support my mother financially. So that means you can, at the, you know, 
every week, every month, send her a Starbucks gift card or just $10 in the mail. Just put it into your, the future you. You're like, hey, future you, I get it. You're, you're paying my mom's mortgage. But right now, I'm going to match, get on that level, on my own level by giving her $10 every single month just for the fuck of it. Oh my God, I love this fucking so much. Like, right? this is, it's like oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, you can't fail it. Like if you do this every single week, three things, commit to three things every single week, eventually you have no choice but to get that whole thing covered. It will be yellow first because how you started, covered in pink and yellow highlighter. Like if you, you're going to, you're going to fall off track. You're going to come back the next week and you're going to be like, I didn't do any of that shit. That's okay. Just, just do it again. Like you've got, but don't like, don't keep doing that over and over again, but be patient with yourself. It's, it should be fun. It's, it's like a fun homework, uh, that should challenge you and should get you thinking, okay, how could I make this thing? like the $10 thing, a reality right now on its own form. And then maybe in five months, you up that $10 to $50 a month. Mm. Before, before you know it, you'll be paying your mother's mortgage. Yeah. And I love too how you've taken these concepts because we often think like we're so far from who we want to be and we're so beyond anywhere close to that. But like you're taking those concepts and you're saying, okay, well, what can I do right now that's really simple? So like yeah. I guess the thing that came to my mind is like $2 million version of me. She has a chef at home, right? But then I'm like, well, if I have a chef, I'm sitting down at the kitchen table and I'm enjoying my fucking meals. So that's what I have to do right now. Right? Like, so I love that. That was so eye opening and so beautiful for me. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I would love to know from you, final question of the night, what are like the three or four four empowering beliefs that you now dedicate yourself to operating underneath? Oh, I like that. Oh my gosh. That's like a loaded question. Um, oh, totally. Four, four beliefs that I have now um, that I am worthy of speaking in front of thousands of people on stage. That's something I didn't think I was worthy of um, for a very long time. So that is like the future me speaks on in front of thousands of people on a regular basis. So that is something that I, a new belief. Uh, uh, second one is, oh gosh, um, I, I honor, I honor my overall health, which means going and getting a massage, which means going to the chiropractor, which means going to your dentist, like doing those things. So that's, that's definitely a new belief that I have is just, just truly make sure I honor this temple that my soul has decided to come into. Um, if I want my soul to shine, I've got to give its temple like a lot of love. Um, a third one would be new belief. My just constant belief is is you, you are more amazing than you think you are for someone who came from just a lot of like lack of self-worth. Sometimes I under, I, as some women, we tend to just downplay ourselves sometimes. Uh, and so, right. So just reminding myself, um, I am as amazing as people say I am. I have a lot of like, people are like, Oh my gosh, you're so nice and bubbly. And sometimes they'll creep up and be like, no, I'm not like, I'm just like, like not right. It's so it's, I, I am just as amazing as people say that I am. Um, and really, truly feeling that in my soul in a non-egotistical way and yeah. just like a loving way. Um, then lastly is a, a belief that, that I, I can have it all, uh, in, in my own unique way that I can have the healthy relationship coming out of a non-healthy relationship. In the beginning of this one, um, I was constantly looking for the ball to drop. I was constantly looking for him mm-hmm. to yell at me. I was constantly looking at him for all the things that 
did not happen. I was looking for those things to go wrong. I didn't think that like, oh, you can just like have it all. You can have a, a healthy relationship. Um, like, right. So yeah. in all aspects of my life, I can have a successful business that I'm constantly thriving in. Um, so yeah, those are my four things that just, that seem to be. I kind of fucking love it. I love you. These conversations are just so fun for me. I feel, seriously, I feel like I've known you my whole life. Um, And I'm sure so many of our listeners feel that way too, Taylor. So why don't you just quickly let our followers know and everybody, guys, if you loved Taylor on the Badass Business Podcast, please screenshot this episode, put it in your IG in. I can't even talk. I'm like so excited. Just, Put it in your IG stories. What up? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do that where you're like so excited you stumble on your words? <laughs> I talk so fast so that it doesn't help. <laughs> Why don't you let us all know where we can find you yeah. and hang out with you more? Yes. So I'm over on Instagram. I am Taylor Simpson, like the show Simpson. Um, so come say hi there. Uh, I love just chatting with people. I'm like, I always respond to it. Just it, you do get a video back from me in a DM most of the time. So just be ready to see my face, um, <laughs> which sometimes, sometimes is probably terrifying to have the people. I love uh, that you do that. I didn't know you did that. I got to start doing that. Yeah. And they're like, you just sent me a video. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so expect that back. Uh, yeah, so I am Taylor Simpson. Um, my podcast, A Tailored Adventure to Happiness. Um, that I have a Facebook group, Abundance, Passion, and Clarity. Uh, so just, yeah, come say hi on, on IG and, and let me know what you're up to and how I can serve you. You're awesome, Taylor. Thank you so much for being here today. This episode was lit. I love you. I love all of you listeners out there. Thank you so much for sticking around with us and we will see you on the next episode.